Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number two of the Secrets of Supermom show. If you listen to the last episode, our very, very first episode, you know that we are starting out this podcast with some of the secrets straight from my new book, Secrets of Supermom. So the very first chapter is Supermoms Have Systems, The Secret of Habits. Have you ever tried to start a good habit? How about stop a bad habit? Sure, right? We all have. Uh, And why are they so dang hard to master? Uh, In today's episode, we are talking about the secret of habits and why they're actually super important in helping supermoms achieve their goals. So what is a habit? Uh, Dictionary.com, we're going to go there, says that a habit is a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So a habit is something we do regularly or a set of some things, right, that we do regularly that are hard to change. We have set a routine by making certain choices, and that routine becomes almost automatic. Uh, research actually shows that we are the habits are responsible for up to 60% of our actions of the day and 40% of the experience of positive or negative in the day. So, y'all, that is a lot. That is saying that automatically 60% of what we are doing is attributed to habits we've set. And if we are happy or not happy in the day... 40% of that is responsible, it is attributed to those habits. So that's a whole lot of things that are going on here. When I surveyed nearly 200 women for writing my book, I asked them specifically, what helps you to be successful? Essentially, what habits have you put into place that's helping you in your motherhood journey? So the number one thing that moms reported was using a planner, uh, using a calendar, a to-do list, writing things down, using some way of tracking. They had that habit of keeping track of their tasks and appointments, other things, which allowed them to stay consistent and organized. Some other ways that moms stayed successful were things like exercise, sleep, uh, a consistent morning routine, asking for help, prayer, and really other forms of self-care. They weren't just hopeful that these things would happen each day. They had to develop systems to ensure that they happen, which allowed them to form that habit. So when we think about habits, we Often, I feel, we think that about them from a bad habit perspective. So I have a bad habit of biting my nails or drinking too much wine or um, snacking after dinner. We might think of them as good habits too, right? We might think, oh, I have a habit of flossing my teeth or I have a good morning routine or I exercise every day. So what if we thought about habits not from good or bad, but from a perspective of consistent processes to make life easier? So the way I see habits is these are routines and systems that happen the same way each time. They turn into habits, which allows tasks to be more automatic and require less thought. The less we're thinking about unimportant things leaves more thought for big important things. So if you think, ooh, that really would work for me. Um, So there's areas that you think, man, I really could benefit from better habits, systems, processes. So what now? What do you do? So in your mind, I want you to think about one thing that you want to change, and that could be a bad habit you want to stop, a good habit you want to put into place, or like I'm talking about, one of those routines that you feel like something could really go better. Maybe it's your morning, maybe it's your evening, maybe it's bedtime. Um, I think those things are really 
struggles for us as moms and that if we find a way to get those systematized, we then come to a spot where we feel really good about the way that our habits are. So I'm going to share five strategies today to make this happen. Number one, stop changing processes. Okay, so we already said that a habit is a regular tendency or practice. If you want something to develop into a habit, you need to practice it regularly. When you constantly change your process, you don't allow the habit to form. So in the book, I use an example of driving to work and you go a different route every day. Well, would you get into a habit? No, you wouldn't be able to remember the right routes. You'd have to pay a lot of attention to which direction you were going, which way you needed to turn, uh, if there were cars coming from, from one direction or another. Whereas when you start to get into a habit, you can almost drive there mindlessly. You can almost do it without even thinking. So another example I want to talk about today is an example of setting a morning routine for your kids. Because remember, these work for kids too. So perhaps our ultimate goal is in the morning, we want our kids to be more self-sufficient and we want them to be able to be more independent. And that will allow us to get more work done, be less stressed, whatever the case may be. So you have tasks for them like get dressed, brush your teeth, eat breakfast. Uh, if they do the same things every morning, especially in the same order, they will quickly get into the habit of knowing what comes next. However, if you change the processes every day, if you say, today we're going to get dressed first, today we're eating breakfast first, today we're going to jump on the bed before we do anything, they are not going to get into that standard habit. They're not going to remember what comes next. And it's more likely that they miss a step and it's more likely that they can't be independent. So in order for you to get these habits to work, the processes have to be consistent. So let me say, it would be impossible to do everything the same every day, and it would be boring. Uh, but it, there are certainly areas in your life that would benefit from a consistent process. The morning routine, that for your children. Uh, your startup or wind-down processes at work. Maybe what you do when you first get to work or when you first open your laptop. The things you do at the end of the day. Your nighttime routine. These are all areas that are small blocks of time that you can really ritualize to form these habits it allows more consistency. And again, it means you're not wasting thought into these kind of minute parts of your day. And you can really focus on the big things and the big goals that you want to meet that day. All right. Number two, evaluate your habit loops. So what's a habit loop? Uh, research shows that habit is based on habit loops. A habit loop says that a habit forms when there is a cue or a signal for something to happen, a response, the thing that you actually do that becomes a habit, and a reward the benefit that you get from doing what you're doing. So why is this important? Uh, one thing that I think really sticks out to me is that there is always a reward. Many of us have all sorts of bad habits. We think, oh, why do I always do that when I know it's so bad for me or it makes me feel awful or it's bad for my kids? Remember, there is always a reward. There is always a reason that you continue to do something even though it might be bad for you or it might make you feel awful eventually. So when you can figure out what your cue is, so what's causing the habit to start and the reward, what are you getting out of it? You can figure out what you need to do to change the habit. So, and if you want to change the habit, right? You don't, you have to decide if you want to change it after all. So here's an example. I like to use an example of a glass of wine after work. So you walk into the kitchen after a long day, there's your cue. You've walked into the kitchen, the wine's sitting on the counter. You automatically pour your glass, yourself a glass of wine. Your 
routine, right? So there's your habit. It's come into place. And then what's, in, what's the reward there? You feel relaxed. You feel, ah, my day is over. What if you want to break this habit? Maybe you feel like you're drinking too much wine or you just want to get out of the habit in general. You want to do something else after work. So you know that ultimately the reward is always that you feel relaxed after work. So you could brainstorm other things that help you feel relaxed. Maybe it is taking a quick walk. Maybe it's doing a yoga video. Maybe it's reading a chapter of your favorite book. There is a number of things, right, that any of us could do that would help us feel relaxed. So you could change your routine by replacing the wine on the counter with said book, with your sneakers. Kind of gross, but I mean, you could do that, right? When you walk into the kitchen, now you would see your book or your shoes, and instead of wine, you would choose a different routine. Another option would be to change your cue. Don't walk into the kitchen. Come home from work or for end your day and don't go right to the kitchen. Maybe you go straight upstairs and you change into workout clothes, or maybe you change into your tennis shoes. So this is another way that you can make those tweaks to change the habit that falls in the middle, that routine that falls in the middle, and uh, make a positive change to your habits. Okay, number three, follow James Clear's four laws. So in the book, Atomic Habits, if you have not read it, it's fantastic. It's a very easy read. It has so many great nuggets of wisdom. I I highly recommend it, and and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, But the author, James Clear, talks about habit change and the small changes that spur bigger changes. And in there, he talks about four laws to make good habits stick. Make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. And then he talks about the reverse of that to break a bad habit. Make it invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. Okay, brilliant, right? This, these things seem so easy. So, and I'm actually even willing to bet you've used these in the past. You probably have done it without even realizing it. So I'll give you some examples of that. Uh, have you ever put your vitamins on the counter to remind you to take them? You're making it obvious. Uh, have you ever set up a walking date with a best friend because you know you just would love to chat with her, but you also want to get your walk in? You're making it attractive. Have you put healthy snacks on the dining table and locking away the unhealthy snacks on a high shelf in the pantry for your kids? You're making it easy. And what about this? Are you a list maker? Do you love checking things off a list just to say they're done? I know that I certainly do that. Maybe you even write make a list for the week on your list so you can check that off. Yes, I am guilty of having done that too, but you are making it satisfying. You can use the reverse of these to make uh, bad habits harder to maintain, which we talked about before. So making it invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. If you never have wine in your house, your wine habit requires, requires a trip to the store every time you want to drink. That is going to make it invisible because you're not seeing it. And it's also going to make it difficult because you can't just easily pour a glass of wine. My husband recently bought a timed safe. So it's this clear plastic mechanism that on the top is a, is a safe. It locks and you can set a timer. So it holds small items. It's not huge, but it holds small items. And in his case, like remote controls so that it's nearly impossible to get the remote out until a certain time. That makes it incredibly difficult to mindlessly watch too much TV. And we know that I do not love the TV habit in this house. So that is a wonderful thing in my experience. Okay, number four, use habit stacking. So have you ever told yourself that you are going to do sit-ups while you wait for your coffee to brew in the morning or squats while you brush your teeth? 
You've already used habit stacking. Habit stacking is really just that. Taking one habit that's already in place that you already are doing every day, like brushing your teeth, and stacking on another habit, in this case, squats, instead of trying to start that new habit all by itself. Why does that work? What? Why, right? Adding a small change to a habit that is already in place, so something you're already doing, is far easier than starting a new habit. Far easier than starting something completely from scratch with no connected activity. There are plenty of things you do every day. Think about it. There are so many. So you could think about one and you could add in a habit that you've been hoping to start and making it that much easier. All right, we are to number five. Number five, small changes become big changes. Starting a new habit really can be daunting. Um, If you are not used to exercising at all, for example, it would be very hard to start a habit of hard workouts five days a week. Almost impossible, I would say. However, could you put on your workout shoes every day? Sure, that would be completely doable, right? Starting as small as possible, even ridiculously small, can help to set the habit. And once the habit is set, it's easier to add on to it. So putting your workout shoes, maybe that leads to a five-minute walk. And eventually, maybe that even leads to a 30-minute jog. Starting small lets you be successful. Starting small lets you set the habit without relying on extraordinary willpower or motivation to get that going. All right, so let's recap. We went through five ways to change your habits today. Number one, stop changing processes. Don't do things differently every single day. Try to get a system or a routine in place. Number two, evaluate habit loops. What is your cue? What is your reward that's causing this habit? And if you want to change it, how can you change that? Number three, follow James Clear's four laws. Number four, use habit stacking. And number five, small changes become big changes. Okay, so I promised that in each episode, we would go to one small step. We would drill it down to one tiny thing you could do today to start. So today, I want you to think about one behavior that you want to change and every day take the smallest step to get there. So if it's walking more, it's putting on your tennis shoes every day. If it's flossing more, it's flossing one tooth. If it is reading your kids a story and you absolutely hate reading to them, it's reading one page. Then share with me on social media. I love to hear when super moms share things that are working for them. I cannot wait to hear what you have started or what you have stopped, in, in, if that's the case. And then finally, if you want a walkthrough of setting good habits, the Secrets of Supermom workbook is free. It goes through all the activities from the book, and you can get it at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash SOS workbook, Secrets of Supermom workbook, SOS workbook. And if you want some more reading about habits or more on the books that we talked about already today, you can find the links in the show notes. So go to the show notes. It's at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash zero two, episode two, right? And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized Supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.